I bet you did not know that you have tuned in to the world's most romantic podcast. Because where else would you want to be the day after you get married? Dan Colachico, congratulations, man. Thank you. Thank you. And, and what a way to what a way to spend your honeymoon. With Kate, though. All right, there's Kate, but he didn't share with the with the rest of us. So. No, well, here you want it. Here. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, and for the rest of us, welcome to the Stadium Journey Podcast. Thanks for joining us on Dan's honeymoon. Our website, stadiumjourney.com. Uh, connect with us on our social media channels. You can find us on all the sites at Stadium Journey. Audio versions of the Stadium Journey podcast can be found by searching HIAC Talk Radio Network wherever you look for your favorite podcast. If you're looking for a video version of the podcast, you can find those on our YouTube page and our classic back catalog. We can actually say we have classic episodes. We've been doing this for over five years now, believe it or not. You can still find those at vocnation.com. And if you want to be part of our live studio audience, Join us every other Tuesday night at 7 Eastern at danlaw.tv. And the gang is all here tonight. Dave Cotney's with us. Follow him at ProFan9. Mark Viquez is on the internet at Ballpark Hunter. The married guy, Dan Calachico, is here. You can follow him at danlaw83. And I'm Paul Baker. Follow me at PuckmanRI. And tonight we are going back to the ballpark. I know our last episode was about minor league baseball, but we like baseball so much. We're back again this week. We're going to talk about some of the best ballparks you're going to find anywhere. We're talking about the biggest league in the minor leagues. In any league, there's no other league bigger than the 20 teams of the International League. So I think, um, excuse me, we, are, we can uh, qualify ourselves as experts about the International yes. League. Because I think the three of us have all been to a majority of the parks. 18. 18? You got me. I've been to 16. And Dave, David. How about you? What's, your, what's your number? David. He, he didn't count them before. 15, 15 ish. Okay. That's, That's good. Because right, you've got Jacksonville before they were triple. Yeah, I have, I have a we'll double A. Yeah, I have a few before they became. Yeah, I had a few before they became so, triple A, which so helps I out. Think, and I think we hit the whole league between the three of us. So we're going to, we're going to, Count down the stadiums and talk about each one. We're going to count them down stadium journey style from 20 down to one. And we have Casey Kazen here to join us. Number one. Number 10. Number 20. All right. We're going to start at number 20. We're going to jump right into it because 20 ballparks, I know with us, and take us a little while to cover all. So we're going to start right off going by the stadium journey's patented fanfare system coming in at number 20 as the worst ballpark in the International <laughs> League. Share your thoughts, gentlemen. Share your thoughts, studio audience. The Gwinnett Strippers. Doc! Don't hit me, Lloyd. <laughs> the Gwinnett Strippers. I'm kidding. Strippers. The, the one I have not been to, so. <laughs> I, w- I was there when they were brave. Yeah. Before before they were strippers when they were brave. That's right. I was, um, I was there when they were the braves also. Yeah. It's just. It's just. Dull. There's not. There's just not much. Go- I mean, it's not awful. There's there's just not much there, and it's uh, it's a nice ballpark. It's nice and shiny and clean yeah, and new, fine. but it doesn't have a soul. There's I mean, nothing that there. jumps out at you. Yeah, I went there um, during their first season, which was what 2013, 2014. Uh, when was I there? Jeez. So my biggest gripe was yeah, while well, the ballpark itself was nice enough, it's got the captive parking, which is always the black mark in my book. The only place to park is in their lots that you have to pay for. 
and there was nothing, nothing at all in the neighborhood. So you got off the exit, you drove down about a mile or so, and there's the ballpark, and that was it. I'm assuming there is more stuff there now, but I don't know this for sure. Yeah, they have their own version of the battery now, correct? <laughs> what do you call a little tiny? It's only a AAA battery. Yeah. <laughs> I get a AAA. I didn't even AAA better. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I was think there. A- yeah. I was there in '16 and '16. Uh, when was I there? No, I was there in '14. And it's like it's fine. It's okay. Um, which I think is a testament to the league, right? Like if this ballpark is the bottom of the barrel, yeah, that's saying something. But it's it, it was a bit of a trendsetter, wasn't it? Like, no. uh, they the uh, the Braves said, you know what? We don't want to be in Richmond anymore. We want yep. to be we at want our affiliate nearby, yep. and we want to own it, and we want to control it, and we want to. The Braves just want to control everything, don't they? And uh, they built their own, and it's in the suburbs. And you know, I think it's one of those deals where they get what they get. Um, they they obviously tried to breathe a little bit of life into it when they when they left the Braves moniker and became Stripers. Uh, I think they had a little bit of merchandise in yeah. their eyes, and um, you know, like I said, it's okay. It's not awful, but yeah. 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 It's not the bottom of my list. I've been, like I said, I've been to seventeen, and I've got it at twelve out of seventeen. So well, and, and, and that's, bottom, but it's, and that's, yeah, that's the problem when you are the Atlanta Braves and you have the Gwinnett Braves in the same market. You know that team doesn't really get to stand out. So you know, going with the Stripers name with a new look and a catchy logo is a start. Uh, but you're right; it's one of those suburban ballparks, sort of like the Omaha Storm Chasers, kind of middle of nowhere. Sure, yes. it's a nice ball. Yeah, sure, it's a nice ballpark. Yeah, sure, sure, it's a cool place to go to, but I haven't been there yet. I, I think when I was uh, visiting Lloyd a few years ago, we had a chance, and I think I opted for the Rome Braves just because, you know, just flip the coin. Rome seemed a little like a better destination. <laughs> well, you chose poorly. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, could have been like, 19. I like Rome. I like Rome. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so coming in at number 19. And uh, here's our first surprise. I do not agree with this assessment here, but here it is anyway. Uh, Scranton Wilkes Bear. Blasphemy. Rail Riders. I was almost called them the Red Barons. Yeah, those, those were the days. I used to now, go leave now, my maybe the says. old Lackawanna County Stadium would have ranked down here by the bottom. But oh, the, yeah. new, the new PNC field, I think it's a pretty damn nice field. Yeah, it's, it's a nice-looking ballpark. It's very well. I love the Rock Garden. In the outfield, I think that's what you call it. Like the it's, big escarpment, how yeah, you know you yeah. can you're up uh what they included the neighboring five or six in the stories yeah. in the in the I think it's like a, it's a mall up there, isn't it? Oh, up on top of the mountain there? Yeah, there's there's a mall up there. Yeah, it's very sleek, very neat. It's in Musick, which is in between Scranton and Wilkes-Barre, right off the uh interstate. Maybe the location brings it down a bit because once again, there, there's not a lot. To walk to, it's not a downtown park. No, there's I not. I did find like a, a new, uh, good barbecue place in that little uh, collection of stores. I, I know it's near uh, Old Forge, which has they, they claim they're the uh, pizza capital of the world. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it's a good looking ballpark. I don't have a problem with it, and I, you know, unfortunately, we're going up against some really good high class stadiums here, so it, it's it, no no indication that it's a bad ballpark. It's just the competition's right. a little fierce. It's a far cry from where it was. 
where it was no, what it was yeah it was a huge, one, which was a huge. slice of veteran stadium yeah yes. it was a mini veteran it looked and, like the diamond and massive like it was massive yeah. for a triple a ballpark like it was it was kind of in that capacity where buffalo was before they shrunk a bit yeah right upper deck i mean we sat in the upper deck and i think it was just us <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole there section were, there weren't too many people uh, in the upper deck and uh you know, at that time, there weren't too many people in the lower deck either. No. So, and and technically, that's the same ballpark. I thought they knocked everything down and rebuilt it. They knocked well, it down to the foundation, but it looks completely different. And there's nothing. Yeah. Maybe the field layout is the, the same, but the field's the same. Um, that's it. And, and <laughs> yeah. yeah, they they yeah, total transformation. They, they played. They played what one season or two seasons as as kind of the Empire State. Yeah. I believe it was they played, they played home games in a bunch of different cities because I yeah, know I Rochester and Syracuse mostly in Pawtucket. Yeah, oh, okay. Because I yeah we had an extra few games home yeah. games that year. Because now now do I think the Scranton Wilkesboro market is ideal for AAA? I don't know. That's a different story. But as for a ballpark, I yeah it's a it's a nice looking ballpark. One that you shouldn't just snub your nose at. I think you'd enjoy it, especially if you're a Yankee fan. <laughs> it's uh. Yeah, it, it's it's a modern, sleek, fun stadium, and it, it's just maybe the location is what some folks may not like. Yeah, and our fan fair score neighborhood is one of the categories. So yeah, definitely would not score high in the on the uh, neighborhood scale. But it is like before we went on the air, Dave asked the question: Is it possible to get a high score in neighborhood and access? Hmm. This one is right off the highway, super easy to get to, but there's not a whole lot around it. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's number 19, Scranton. Number 18, Syracuse, the, the rechristened Met. Yeah, so, yeah, I can see that. And what, uh, what their ballpark is named now. I don't remember the name of the ballpark. Uh, Alliance Bank Stadium, I think. No, I, I don't think Unless it's, it's been bank. renamed again. I don't think it's that bank. I think it's a different bank. It's um, Oprah Stadium. Is NBT Bank. Okay. Is that still a bank? NBT Bank. Stadium, yes. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah if, you've been, if you've been to a game in Norfolk, you've also been to a game in Syracuse. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, they are basically the exact same ballpark. Yeah, no, they built around the. Uh, one was built. Norfolk was built a little earlier. Yeah, yeah. Syracuse. I think the problem a lot of folks say is that uh, it's sort of an outdated design, and once again, away from downtown. Yeah, but, you're uh, absolutely the, right. Out on the yeah. fairgrounds. Yeah, but the Mets uh, looks like they're putting some money into that because I think they own the team outright and they're making yeah. sure they uh, renovate it and, and make it a little bit better. I have not been there in years, at least twenty some years. Uh, wow. Probably the last time I was there is when I was heading up to Toronto to see my ex girlfriend in London. So the sky, that's, there it is. That's the how sky long Chiefs. Is yeah, that there were the Chiefs. Sky Chiefs or the Chiefs. They're, you know, they're either the Chiefs or Scott. I'm going to say it's like at least 1999 or 2000. Mark's ex-girlfriend moment of the week. <laughs> yeah, so I when I was there, it was it was artificial turf. There were Blue Jays affiliate. Yeah. There I think wasn't it was a lot the Sky of Chiefs there. then. Yeah, it might have been the Sky Chiefs. But Horrible yeah, name. I'm one sure of the, it looks nicer now. One of the worst-oriented stadiums that I've been in. They... um. If you're if you're sitting on the uh, first base side, you know the sun's going down and it's blinding. Um, 
does it i mean to me one of the things doesn't matter how good your stadium is uh if, if you don't have it oriented properly and you're blinded by by the sun it's not a not a good place wrapped up so, like a deuce so yeah i i uh i I've been there a few times. I've been there when it was the Sky Chiefs, and I've been there when it was the Chiefs, and I've been there when it was the Mets. And uh, thankfully, I learned from the first time I went and, and sat on the third base side for the rest of the time. Um, I, I would say the you know there's a train that goes right back there, yep. which is kind of neat. That was the Sky Chiefs. That's why they were called the Sky Chiefs. Yeah. They, they, there's always that, you know, that little kid in you that's like, hit the train, 10 bucks for anyone who hits the train. <laughs> like that ever happens. Um, and, and I guess the other thing is, is the light standards are, are a little, are kind of iconic. They're old school. They're on like the, the derricks and like the, almost like oil derricks or whatever. So uh, yeah, that's about it. But it, I mean, again, it's, a, it's an okay place. It's, it's not spectacular. It's not, uh, you know, deep in the heart of, Syracuse or anything like that. It's kind of in the outskirts. Um, and and I'm okay with it. Uh, so, you know, it's all right. Their branding as the Mets, though, is not stellar. No, no, you're right. I, I That's what of this, like in this day and age where everybody's kind of going with a different image and different look and wacky name. Really, the Mets, and, and you can't even make a nice logo. <laughs> so two strikes against you. Dan, were you trying to sneak in? Yeah, let's put the finger up. You know, start pecking on me. I'm going to start interrupting you guys. Um, Greg has a question. Go for it. Hypothesis paradox. At one point in renovations, have you actually built a new stadium? Um, you know what? This has been answered somewhere in some discussion group. Uh, I was Albert, in. Albert Arch architecturally speaking, if it still maintains any part of the original structure, it is not a new structure. Okay. Like Albuquerque so in the case to be a of, new structure. In the case of, of uh, the ballpark in Musick, they tore it down to the foundation, but the foundation, the ground level remained oh, the same. And therefore, it's not a new structure. Okay. So Key Arena is not a... Key Arena is for Seattle, whatever it's called, the climate... I'm it is not a new no. technically. Architecturally I mean, it was speaking, down no. to the frame. I mean, that architecturally speaking, no, it would not be. Okay. By an architect would not consider that to be a new structure. Okay. Yeah, because Albuquerque claims to be a new stadium. But then I was told that some of the piping and like the tunnel and one of the dugouts are still from the original building. Well, so. I can answer this, Greg. Thankfully, it's not whenever it gets in me. <laughs> <laughs> because the way banks merge down there and everybody's getting a new name yeah okay moving what's on what's next yeah alright coming in at number 17 uh, what's the name of the place uh, Warner Park Omaha Storm Chasers so this place confused me so it was you know Omaha was always Rosenblatt Stadium which I never got a chance to go to and it was essentially I. shared yeah. by the College World Series and the Omaha Royals. Right, so they got kicked out every year for what three weeks or something yeah, like that. And then it was a big thing how the you know the College World Series was building their own stadium and then the Royal or the Storm Chasers were, were building their own stadium. And I never quite understood why that didn't work. 
I, I feel that, you know, Rosenblatt was one of the stadiums that I kind of wish I would have been able to get to, but, you know, Nebraska not being around the corner for me. Um, you know, you know, this one, I, I it was, again, it was okay. Uh, I know you like this one a lot, Paul. I do. Um, it was, it, it felt, this is probably the one stadium that, that I could walk through and not really know it's AAA. If it, it just feels, it feels small. It feels, it feels really? like a, like a double A kind of. Yeah. No, I, I thought it's a, no, I, I thought it was a, a nice big basketball park. I didn't feel I like it, it was a double A. Yeah. yeah. Lots of, it had a very different design. Well, uh, maybe when I, maybe just because like it's, it's dug down, like, yeah, you know, it wasn't, down. it wasn't, it right. wasn't come a in a street level and then go down. Yeah. 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 And maybe and that's like, some of that's the press it. boxes and suites are not as predominant. Uh, you know, the outfield is very open. I remember there's a lot of rock formations in there where people can sit. There's like sagebrush. There's like a little carnival area. It, it, it It's a ballpark done very nicely out in the suburbs. Far way away out, from, way out in the suburbs from Omaha. I, I yes. think in Papillon. Yes. If I'm saying that right, I'm sure Greg will correct me on that because he Papillion. did that when we Papillion. He did that when we when we went out there with Meg a couple years ago. But uh, no, no, it's a, it's a big. You know what? It, it's 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 almost like uh, now I can see that now. Maybe feel like it's not a Triple A ballpark. It's a big area, but it doesn't seem like there's a lot of there's not a lot of structure there. Maybe that's why you think it looks like a double A. And, and another one of these ballparks where location, location, location yeah. matters. It is, there's not a neighborhood at all. Still, no. the ballpark's at least 10, 15 years old, and there's still nothing in the immediate vicinity. But, yeah, I really enjoy this. Maybe because it is vast and open, and you can just kind of roam and be comfortable. I don't know. And there's, there's like, 20 mascots running around the place, too, which is awesome. Yeah, that's always fun. <laughs> So that is number 70. And there's a nice statue of Bob Gibson reading you as you walk in. Yep. Is Bob true. Gibson an Omaha native? I would assume that would be the only connection. Yeah, he went to Crichton. He oh, okay. A, yeah, he was a basketball and baseball star there. So wouldn't he be downtown at um, Creighton's ballpark? Uh, I, I don't know where actually Creighton plays. At the, um, play I can't at think of the name America. of it. And, and he's. And he's, from, yeah, and he's Park. actually yeah, he's actually from Omaha, so okay. Uh, so yeah, so double connection there. I guess you could put a statue anywhere in Omaha for Gibby, you know? Yeah. Rightfully right. so. All <laughs> right, coming in at 16. We're gonna have a big issue with this one, boys. Toledo, <laughs> fifth third. Oh field. man. Oh that. I like somebody, Toledo. I like somebody Toledo. uh was a little harsh here on Toledo's assessment in my eyes. Crowd score crowd score is much higher. Crowd score is over a four. Yeah, Maybe I, it was a bad day. That could happen. Toledo's Toledo's one of my favorites in this league. It it no. absolutely is. Uh, to me, it was a it was a trendsetter. I, like I I feel that some major league parks took points off of what Toledo did, uh, namely Petco Park. Petco, yeah. How they how Toledo incorporated buildings that they just couldn't tear down, so they incorporated them into the ballpark, which San Diego did years later with Petco. Uh, it, uh, we talked. We just recorded a, an obstructed views on Toledo not that long ago, which some lazy guy hasn't put together yet. I'm hoping it'll be up next week. Um, but some of the guy works ten hours a day and still edits the episodes. I don't know who did. 
I was talking about me. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm saying. <laughs> uh, I was saying how. I was yeah, saying turn on. I got to pat you on the back. Uh, so, uh, I think uh, one of the the best sets of of bronze statues anywhere. Um, really bringing back to the that really, you know, romantic kind of innocence of baseball with the kids looking in the in the the knot hole in the in the stands or in the in the in the fence so they can see in or the 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 statue inside where there's the five kids who are trying to catch the ball or whatever uh great neighborhood um i know i know paul you like the the hot dog place that's right there uh and hey when we you know what i did after we we recorded that that uh that uh toledo obstructed views i watched like three episodes of mash (laughs) <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. But yeah, a great, great spot. It's to me, it's way higher than that. I think it's like my probably my my second favorite. I got it at two on my list. How about you? Yeah, Mark? that. Uh, you know, that's a ballpark I haven't been to in a while. So I, I would definitely probably have it in my top ten, maybe even close to a five. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Sometimes you go to a ballpark, you know, you could go to the best ballpark in the world, and if it's a, one of those nights, you may judge it a little bit differently. I don't know if that's the right thing to do, but... It is not, as the president happens. of Stadium Journey. Okay, well, okay, well, since you say. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I've been to Victory Field when there was a rainstorm coming and nobody was there, you know. So, I, I get it. But, no, Toledo, I, I like that nights, little... Personally. I like that little right field porch. When I was there, it was a Frickers chicken wing location. I enjoyed that spot. I love how it's tucked into downtown Henville. Is that is they they call mm-hmm. that neighborhood? Yep. And yep. Henville. You know, yep. That's only a three hour drive for me. So maybe I need to take a drive up there. Maybe I need to go back and, and see how things are because I think we're getting on at least seventeen years since I've been back to Toledo. That's that doesn't seem like it makes sense, but yeah, some of these ballparks. It's been the, the time goes, doesn't it? Yeah, the time goes when you try to go to every other ballpark around the country. Hey, a little Toledo over here. Yeah, I was so, just at a park this week, and I was like, it's been seven years since I've been here. How did that happen? Yeah, yeah, Columbus Clippers. It, it'd been 12 years, 13. So we'll talk. Hopefully, we'll talk about those coming up soon. And, it, and if you're someone who's into like celebrity kitsch and like autographs, go to Tony Paco's right across the street from the ballpark. Whenever they have a celebrity go to Tony Paco's, they have them autograph a hot dog bun. And there are displays of autographed hot dog buns all over the restaurant. It's pretty fun. Yeah, and I think... Yeah. And just about the best damn hot dogs you'll have anywhere. Yeah, and I want to say that uh, I think Corey uh, from Number 6 with Cheese is from the Toledo area. I hope I'm getting that right. It's either Corey or Sean, but I think it's Corey. And there's another great hot dog place there. I think it's called... Oh, I can't think of the name. There's a, another great chili dog place in Toledo that uh, I went to. I was there during the winter, but it was, uh, I want to say Rudy's. I'll get back to you. Let's, let's not dilly yeah, down. That whole, that whole downtown Toledo area is very yeah. underrated. It's a small downtown, but it's really got a lot of stuff packed into a. Yeah, no, it's, it's a, a during blocks. the summer. During the summer, it's nice. Yeah. And they have a nice hockey arena. They uh, sure do. It's really Rudy's, nice. yeah, Rudy's maybe. hot dogs. Fine place. Maybe the construction on the highway is done. Is that one it of those seemed, cities that's always under construction? It seemed like the, yes, the it does. highway construction was just forever. Driving yeah. through Toledo the number of times that I have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I can tell you this. I have been driving through that area 
for well over 20 years. I remember from Fort Wayne to Toledo, you went through small little towns and then eventually it became state roads. Now it feels like it's an expressway all the way from Fort Wayne to Toledo. So yeah, that, that has changed quite a bit. Hmm. All right. Um, and up next at number 15, um, as a testament to how ballparks have changed over the last 25 years and how impressive the ballparks in this league are. When this next ballpark opened up, it won all kinds of awards, and it was heralded as as the greatest thing since sliced bread. And now it only ranks 15th out of the 20 international league parks on Stadium Journeys list, and I don't think any of us would argue with that, and that is Harbor Park in Norfolk. Oh, yeah. Which is a nice ballpark, really nice ballpark, and like uh, Dave likes to use the word groundbreaking when it when it opened. Um, but now it's just, it's a good, it's a nice park. That's one that I, I, I've been yeah. to a couple times and I feel I needed to sit higher than I did. Like, it seems like, it seems like there's not enough height on the seats to actually, you know, enjoy the view of the Harbor. Right. There's not much of a view of that Harbor where it is. Be honest with so you. I I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at my, you can my hear old the pictures, and you can see that it's there, but you know, you don't really see any of the batter's eyes there, and the scoreboard's there, and like I can't see the water or anything like that. So I don't know. Yeah, the, the view is always touted as one of its pluses, but to me, the view at Norfolk was always just this one bridge that stuck <laughs> open, this one drawbridge that stuck open. Yeah. It's not like you can see the Navy Yard or anything like that from from the ballpark. But um, I discovered no. I discovered uh, deep fried Twinkies at Harbor Park, so that was maybe that that's was, where I had them. I always wondered where did I get them. That, that was good for me. Deep fried Twinkies are all right. Yes. All right. Any other uh, commentary on Norfolk? I mean, we talked about Syracuse basically when they were building their ballpark. Said, you know what? I like this one. We're going to use this and built it. Built the replica. Well, that's what a lot of a lot of teams do. When you go to a lot of ballparks, you say, "Hey, this is just like the ballpark in yeah. such and such city." And then guys like us comment on it. Hey, yeah. we saw the same thing go on on in this in St. Louis, or we saw this in uh, Detroit. See, see we got to right. stop. We got to stop saying those things because you know the people that are living in the area don't get to you know a hundred ballparks in their life. So, yeah, we get. A and that's stupid. why you tune into the Stadium Journey podcast. People. Yes. Exactly. And get out we're, to 100 ballparks. Because we're educated like that. Just, just, that's a 20. <laughs> Fire it up. What do All we right, got? coming in at number 14. Louisville Slugger Park in Ooh. where else? Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. A low like, for my taste on this one. Yeah, that's like, going through uh, renovations. Like that's going through some renovations, so things have changed. I just have to get my lazy butt down there. But we did have a pandemic that kind of, you know, screwed things up the last two years. So, Dave, you said you like this place? Like yeah, it? I mean, you, you, good view, right? Yeah, yep. Uh, yep. The bridge is going across into the bridge going uh, across into Iowa. I like I mean, Ohio, Iowa. I like <laughs> Indiana. Uh, that's a long <laughs> the <place>. Ohio River. <laughs> I like Pee Wee Reese out front. Mm -hmm. um, you know, probably I'm trying to think. Uh, one of the best, one of the best baseball uh, museums is yeah, right around there. The Louisville oh, Slugger yeah. uh, mm -hmm. Bat Museum. 
great place. I love that place. Uh, and I enjoyed I enjoyed Louisville overall. Uh, and oh, yeah, I, great I, I really like this one. I like yeah, how they I, retcon the old train station to yep. make it the entry plaza. And uh, it's got the great 360-degree concourse with great views across the river. Uh, and you can catch the, the, the action from anywhere on it. Comfortable seating. I, I, yeah, I really like this ballpark as well. Yeah, I, uh, I, I would say the only problem I have with Louisville is that attendance has been down quite a bit the last few years in comparison to places like Indianapolis, Columbus, Nashville. There's a little bit of a shocker. Uh, you know, at one time, those tickets were extremely affordable. Parking is not bad. Uh, I, 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 it's a fun ballpark. I always compare it to Indianapolis. They're like two brothers fighting with each other with me for attention. Uh, so uh, I can tell you this about uh, Louisville. There have been some changes. Uh, we have not done a review yet. I will be there hopefully in a few weeks. That's my plan. Uh, to check things out there. But uh, what I like about Louisville is their sense of history. When you go into that old railroad depot that is now, you know, the main entrance at a, you know, a hall for special events, they have uh, trophy cases with their American Association championship banners and uh, jerseys and, and player photos. It's just wonderful to see that. Uh, they have great food there. They have beautiful views. It's easily accessible for a downtown location. We talk mm, about that. Yeah. It's right off the interstate. And you're right. Louisville Slugger you know, Museum is right up the road. Uh, in, next to the stadium, inside the stadium, is uh, Against the Grain Brewery slash barbecue. So you got this wonderful smell of barbecue coming out. Louisville is a fun place to be. It's a foodie town. Some great neighborhoods. You can pair that with a trip to the Derby. You can pair that with uh, a trip to see the Louisville Cardinals play baseball at Patterson Stadium, another fun little place. So to me, th yeah, th this is a fun little ballpark, and hopefully the renovations have uh, have changed it for the better, and we'll, we'll find out. It's, uh, it's a great baseball city. It's just a great city, period. If you have not been to Louisville, uh, contact me. I'll tell you what to do there. It's, it's a fun town. Fun and the downtown is just a couple blocks away from oh, the ballpark. And bourbon, plenty of bourbon tours, you know? Come on, come to Louisville. All right. This segment sponsored by the Louisville Chamber of Commerce. Yes. All right, coming in at number 13, the Memphis Redbirds, one of the four ballparks on this list I have not been to. Yeah. I was in like 36 degrees, so <laughs> it was a, but it was fun. Go ahead, Dave. I got nothing. I it's it's oh. on my I wish I get to go there someday list. Uh, I had some of the best barbecue in the press box there. They served as rendezvous barbecue. They charged us money for the food, four bucks, but it was worth it. <laughs> yeah, rendezvous barbecue. I don't know if they still give the press people that, but my God, did they spoil us. Uh, I was there during a cold stretch. It was 70 degrees the night before at Jackson, the, the West Tennessee Diamond Jacks, and then Cold Street come in, came in, and everybody's bundled up in blankets for the home opener, I believe. But it was—it's a great stadium. It's downtown. It's compact. I—that was 2007. I can't tell you what it looks like now, but I liked it, even though it was cold. You kind of wish you were there on a on a, another night. I remember the outfield had this huge hill to sit on, which I thought was a little bit odd. Uh, but it was done in a very retro chic style. They had a little plaza outside that. Every time you see a picture of that stadium, of uh, it's that baseball old baseball logo they had with the the guy with the bat. 
Uh, so that definitely made it stand out. With uh, oh, is that the one where you go the, underneath the player? Yeah, you go underneath his legs. Yeah, it's like yeah. the Colossal Roads you're walking under. Uh, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed it, even though it was a cold, frigid night. I I knew I was in a very special place, and uh, was you know really happy to be there. Memphis is. I I don't remember the neighborhood around it per se, but uh, you know Memphis is a seven hour drive for me, so don't know when I'll be back there. I used to have a friend who lived there. Used to visit a lot of that annual basis so not anymore all right so that's uh, number 13 number 12 will be the first one and i'm sorry fans of this team um i would say is ranked too high we got it number 12 we got the <laughs> iowa cubs principal park oh yeah <laughs> great neighborhood which is awesome. the granddaddy of the international league i believe yeah it probably was, is yeah great like you said my yeah. great neighborhood i'm sorry to cut you off there no, downtown no, no, no. des moines a very underrated Oh, uh, fun times for visiting. Fun we actually times. had a stadium journey convention yeah, there a couple years ago. Yeah, I, who knew we were gonna have that much fun? I, I didn't even want to stay in Des Moines. I wanted to go go to Carrollton that night to look at a ballpark ninety miles away. I'm like, heck, having fun here. Yeah, I mean, Iowa was all right. It was, uh, yeah. I, I mean the the view was was different. Yeah. It was yeah. interesting. Um. You've got the state capital far off. State, yeah. <laughs> state capital. People talk uh, about that view. Go ahead. Sorry. It I there are some on this list that you know just size-wise feel like they're kind of a step a step up. Uh and, and Iowa just felt a little bigger than than some of these other ones. Like to compare, you know, Omaha and Iowa like I felt, Iowa just felt a whole lot bigger to me. And I don't know what the really? what the capacity, capacity difference is. I think it is, is bigger, uh, but it Omaha just felt a smaller one. It yeah. felt bigger. Yeah, Iowa is fine. Iowa, I think it's just the product of when it was built, and it was built yeah. in the '80s, and we're comparing it to brand new ballpark. So you know, in some ways, it's going to come up short. It, it's again, we're going to say it. You're going to hear it again. It's a nice ballpark. Just for me, just. Didn't do it, and the people. Oh, when we went there, the people took such great care of us. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, and after yeah. a game, there are there are, geez, probably a good dozen places within a, a five minute walk that you can go and have a great night and cap off your evening in Des Moines. Well, the bait shop was one place. They had that retro beer lounge. Yeah, the neighborhood is what saves, and I think the parking's a little high. I want to say it's about ten bucks. To park at the stadium uh there was that other place we went to across wasn't the river i don't know i don't think you liked it oh that was terrible that place. yeah i, I liked it. i thought that was a fun place mullets no it was not good <laughs> oh did mark freeze or did did i freeze i think mark froze all right no, so. I, no yeah i had a blast there see that's in the neighborhood the neighborhood's a lot of fun i think des moines is a great place to be during the summer not the winter, or, or not when there is a torrential downpour that floods every known street <laughs> out of downtown that you have to wait until the Boy, water did we get caught in the rain crest. That yeah. uh, but you're right. It's, just, it's one of those ballparks where everything is behind the grandstand, sort of like Norfolk and Syracuse and Rochester. Uh, you know, they talk about that, that state capital being this great view. It's okay. I, I mean, I it's no way shit. off. It's, it's, it's not no like Charlotte. It's, it's no. It's not even the the Crab, the Marriott in Indy. You know, it's it's okay. <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's a yeah, good it's park ballpark. to have fun. Yeah, it's and a fine ballpark. Cubs, and yes. if I had a ticket, I would go. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Who am I kidding? If I had a ticket to watch a wiffle ball game in my backyard, I'd go. All right. Coming in at number and uh, sorry, sorry, James, if we said any bad part about your <laughs> beloved Cubs, man. They, they they were awesome. All right. Coming in at number eleven, up from double A, promoted to triple A, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. Yeah, I mean, I went eons ago when they were the yeah. Suns and they were double A. Um, it was so long ago we got Mike Stanton bobbleheads. That was before Mike realized that his name was really Gene Carlo. Oh, so, wow. uh, Going way back. <laughs> yeah, it was, <laughs> it was quite a uh, 2011 we went. Um, you know, nice enough park. Uh, I don't remember, nothing really jumps out at me about it. Uh, I, that's one of the things I found at the, uh, about the venues in Jacksonville. They're kind of um, close together. Right. Uh, the like the arena is close to the ballpark, and the the football stadium is kind of across the way. It's not they're they're all pretty close together. Um, the the exteriors are are nice enough looking. They're, like they don't look like they don't belong or anything like that. And then the inside, honestly, this was my first double A game ever. So you know, it, it was it was pretty good. And Let's face it, it makes a whole lot more sense for them, for the Marlins to be in Jacksonville than wherever the heck they were last, Vegas or whatever. So, you know, good on them. Yeah, I was there when it was called the Baseball Grounds of Jacksonville, which was a very unique name. And mm -hmm. it, as with a lot of ballparks in Florida, it rains and you get you know, after five innings. Uh the game was over, but everybody was hanging out because it was $2 beer night. So we were drinking Yingling and Coors Light and Bud Light. So it was one of those odd times where it was lively. There was a lot going on in the concourse, just not on the baseball field. I, I like this stadium. I thought it had a, uh, some quirky features to it. And uh, that was, I, I think I drove from Orlando just to see the game up there and drove back later on uh, through some major traffic because of an accident on, on I-95. But, yeah, no, I, I enjoy this ballpark. I, it's one of those ballparks, like I said, it's been 16 years since I've been there, so I'm sure things have changed. But I, I did like this. It would probably make my top 10 of AAA ballparks. Uh, it was never supposed to be a AAA ballpark, but uh, maybe that's why it stands out because, like, Durham, it was a lower level, then it moved up and was renovated a bit. So, yeah, it would make my top 10. I can see that there. All right. So now we are going to enter our stadium, enter stadium journeys. Top 10. So coming in at number 10, Frontier Field, Rochester Red Wings. I don't know anybody who likes that place. <laughs> as much as I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody loves Rochester. We're talking no, about I, Yeah, I love I love Rochester. Just so, hot plates. So homey. Uh, the food there is amazing. Yeah. I, I, I don't think, and maybe this is a plus, maybe this is a minus. To me, this is a plus. Uh, I'm not sure if they sell the same thing in any two concession stands uh the variety there is is fantastic they've been around forever so the the history is, mm -hmm. is unbelievable uh and you know the story behind the red wings is is great as well uh just a spot that that i have on my now the border is open and i'm going to get out to some ballparks again list and yeah, rightfully um, so you were talking about the food, Dave. I can tell you that when I worked for the Paw Sox, when they wanted to think about adding some new menu items, 
they would send the director of concessions up to Rochester and he'd go snoop around up there and come back with some new ideas. Well, at Rochester, they did this. And then a few weeks later, it would show up on our menus. Yeah, and I, I like Frontier Field it. as well. We were talking about Omaha being one of those ballparks where you feel like you can spread out a little bit. I get that same feeling in Rochester. The My yeah. only complaint would be that the seating bowl is a little flat. So uh, if you if you're sitting behind behind somebody who's tall or maybe like Marge Simpson, you're not going to see as well. But otherwise, you know, I think it's a fantastic, fantastically yeah. done ballpark. I would well, not want to be there in April, though. No, well, I wouldn't want to be at most ballparks in April. It's just starting to hit 80 degrees here in Indiana. So uh, thankfully, yeah, and Rochester is sort of one of those older designs. Everything is behind the uh, seating bowl, but. They make it work because of the neighborhood and the fans and the history and the food and uh, the wacky promotions. And, the you know, they have different themed promotional nights that are a little bit above what you get at some other ballparks. So I wish I lived closer to Rochester. I would love to uh, check out some more Red Wing games. Those are one of those places uh, you, you just wish you'd, you'd spend more time in. All right. Yeah. Um, so that's – yeah, and think about it. We're, we're all glowing in our remarks about Rochester. This is the middle of the pack. This is number 10. Yeah. It gets better, folks. Who will be number one? Well, just to think, we've got 20 ballparks, and the fanfare score on the top 13 was a four or higher on a scale of five. Mm -hmm. This goes to show you what excellent ballparks are in this league. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Number nine, Victory Field, Indianapolis Indians. I can, yeah. Homer review. (laughs) Number nine. That was a number one. And, and I've oh, never, I'm kidding. Yeah, I've never said Victory Field was one of my all-time favorites. It's up there. Uh, Victory Field, when it first opened, Bob Costas said it's like the best ballpark in the country, and, and people still say that. So, you know, it's amazing how uh, people hold on to things. Uh, Victory Field, uh, downtown, not extremely close to bars and restaurants as you think it is, but it's the place to be uh, during the summer. It's one of the, ball, one of the uh, stadiums that continues to be number one, number two, number three in all of baseball attendance uh, in, in the minor leagues. Uh, the lawn seating is probably one of the best best in the business. Uh, they upgraded their food. They have some great uh, homemade burgers and, and tenders and tots. A uh, few complaints. Uh, one of the complaints I have is uh, their gift shop is too damn small. I wish they had more craft beer. They have an exclusive partnership with Sun King Brewing which is an Indianapolis-based uh, microbrewery. I get it. They probably gave them an offer they couldn't refuse. They don't have Thirsty Thursdays, which uh, maybe that's a state of Indiana thing, or happy hour. There, there's something that they can't have because of a state law. But it's it's a cool place to be, and it's just a cool ballpark. It's, uh, it, it's much different than the guys in Columbus and Louisville in Durham and St. Paul, but it's uh, it's a friendly location. I The parking used to be a little bit cheaper. Now it's getting a little bit pricey. You know, that's, that's, that's you know, it's right across the, for, it's near the zoo. It's near the uh, White River Amphitheater. It's close to some uh, museums, but it's, uh, it's a great destination to be. And I, I don't know anybody that lives in Indianapolis that doesn't want to spend one or two nights during the summer there watching fireworks or just enjoying some time out with friends. So it, it, it does what it needs to do. And uh, yeah, definitely in my top 10. Well, it's in stadium journeys, top 10 as well at, at number nine. <laughs> number um, nine yeah. And is there a better neighborhood for any of these ballparks than the one in Indianapolis? 
be tough to tough no. to beat it. I mean, Durham, St. Paul, Charlotte. I look at, nah, I look at okay. Victory Field, and it is kind of an example. There's a few on this list of a a minor league ballpark in a major league stadium or in a major league city. Yeah, and it and it just fits. It's mm-hmm. you know you don't it doesn't feel small. It 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 feels it feels like it belongs. Yeah, and once again, great history in town. And I wish they. Sh- that's another complaint. I wish they showed a little more history like they do in Columbus and like they do in Louisville. Indianapolis, flaunt it. You have, you have the players hanging up, former players hanging up on the concourse. But go crazy, guys. Show your championship banners. Show some more uniforms. Those are up all upstairs in the, uh, the suites, which uh, Dave and I have talked about, Dave. Paul and I have talked about. They always put the best kind of memorabilia in the suites. You know, Where put, put that on. Put that on. Yeah, nobody can see it. You know, put that on the deck. I mean, some of the greatest players of all time have come through Indianapolis. I want to say there's like 15 or 20 Hall of Famers who started their careers here or who who were part of the Indianapolis Indians tradition. Tell people about it. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. And and speaking of great players in Indianapolis, that's where I met Fergie Jenkins. So I'll always remember Indy for that reason. I met him in Rockford. Illinois. <laughs> he makes the tours. Yeah, my father-in-law went to school with him. So yeah, no, he's a great guy. I had a like ten-minute conversation with him. So yeah, yeah, that's like uh, right above me here. That, uh, Stanley from the office there, Leslie Baker. He, he uh, does the tour of the ballparks, minor league ballparks every year. I mean, I ran into him in Lowell, and I ran into him in Springfield, and he's going to be in Hartford this week. So he does. He just makes the rounds. All right, so coming in at number eight, I guess this is the one I'm going to talk about, Polar Park, the new home of the Worcester Red Sox. Homer review. Homer review. The second park I have not been to. So go take it away, Paul. How can it be a Homer review? I am an anti-fan of Polar Park. Here's a solo hit from Paul Baker. (laughs) So, you know, again, it goes to show you the quality of the ballparks in this league. Polar Park, the most expensive Ballpark, minor league ballpark ever built with a with a final price tag of one hundred and fifty nine million dollars, and it's number eight on our list. All right, um, this ballpark breaks a lot of molds. I mean, it's a very controversial park, not just for its price tag, the way it looks. It's not. We talk a lot about the new cookie cutter version of the ballpark, the red brick and the green seats. Polar Park blew that notion out of the water it's very industrial looking it looks like it's covered on the outside with uh, light blue aluminum siding and it's uh, all blue inside the walls are blue the seats are blue everything's blue um it's a bandbox it is in a tiny footprint so balls have been flying out of here Worcester probably averages eight or nine runs a game it seems um but it's got a lot of real good stuff going for it uh the connection they have worked hard the Sox to build a connection with Worcester and inside the stadium, the concessions are all locally based. Mm-hmm. You've got your top Worcester institutions all have stands. The wonder bar pizza, George's Coney Island, hot dogs, mm-hmm. polar uh, table talk pies, polar beverages to sponsor the stadium. That's what you find when you, when you uh, do the concessions, of course, the local craft beers, all the beers there are all local. So they've really built that. Worcester feeling, and it's only a two-year-old ballpark. This is its second season. So, um, 
but it's doing a lot of great things already for the city of Worcester, really revitalizing. You talk about a ballpark being a catalyst for a neighborhood. Um, they put this ballpark in what was, you used to ride, drive through this, the streets of this neighborhood, and all you would see would be uh, junkies laying around on the stoops of mm. buildings and stuff. But now you, there were the restaurants that are there, the bar, the bars that are there are now restaurants. They've really upgraded. And this is only year two. So come back in a couple years to this neighborhood in Worcester, the Canal District, and you're going to probably see some amazing things here. So a nice ballpark, not a perfect ballpark by any means. Like I said, it's way too small. Tough to get around the concourse because it is such a small footprint. But they've been really responsive. The changes I've seen from year one to year two shows that they're really listening to the fans. And I and I see this this ballpark really growing and becoming part of the, the fabric of the city and just improving. So it's number eight right now. In a few years, I wouldn't be surprised to see it cracking the top five. All right. You guys don't have anything to say about what's right. No, I haven't. Yeah, I, no. No. I was there before it was built. So last it's time. It's no McCoy visit. Stadium, let me tell you. And that's a good thing. I mean, I love McCoy Stadium, <laughs> but it needed to be replaced. It's just a shame that Rhode Island politics got in the way. And, uh, you know, for a lot of Rhode Islanders, this is no different. I'm going to drive 30 minutes that way to Pawtucket, or I'm going to drive 30 minutes that way to Worcester. It just happens where I live. I live to the east of Pawtucket. So Worcester being to the northwest means I've got an extra 45-minute drive to get to a AAA ball game now for the Red Sox. <sighs> so. That's a me problem, not a, not a they problem. All right, so coming in now at number seven, Nashville. Nashville Sounds. Oh, is that yeah. AutoZone Park? No, it's uh, First Tennessee. I think it's well, – they, they just the AutoZone or is that – First Horizon. AutoZone is Memphis. First Horizon. I knew I'd mess that up. Yeah, it was First Tennessee. Now it's First Horizon. Uh, well, I can tell I you – we trust you, Mark. Oh, okay. Well, no problem. I, I can tell you all about Nashville. I, I was going to go back in April, but they were expecting a big storm. So PR guy told me not to come. Don't come. We don't want a bad review. Uh, awesome ballpark. Fabulous. It replaced old, outdated Greer Stadium that was in a dud of a neighborhood. And they went into, I believe, the Georgetown district. And my first year, a lot of construction, a lot of stuff going on. And now uh, apartments, some great places to eat, some fun spots to hang out at before or after the game. And this ballpark is just uh, just a fun place to be. And the heartbeat is the band box, which is in right field. And I have not seen any kind of outdoor place quite like it in AAA baseball. Uh, you have a bar, you have their own food, you have table tennis, you have shuffleboard, you have putt-putt, uh, you have giant connect four boards, you have the giant guitar scoreboard that just is so iconic to Nashville. Probably one of the most iconic features at a, a minor league ballpark, a fun place to be a wonderful time. It, it is just such a cool place. I wish Indianapolis was a little bit like that at times. It seems like this is one of the hipper ballparks uh, created in quite some time and built on, I believe the old Sofer Dell ballpark, which was uh, like the ancestral home of minor league baseball there in the late 1800s. So this place really uh, has done a lot as advertised. I hope to get there this summer. I know I have this giant list of places I want to go. 
but uh, yeah, I've been in, been there about three times already. And each time I go there, you see the progress with the neighborhood. Uh, yeah, one of my favorites, definitely in my top five uh, when I was making this list earlier. Go there. You'll have, Dave, you'll have you fun. You have been there, right? No, uh, that's a that's an I wish for sure. Yeah, no, I love absolutely. Nashville. Nashville, the city is, is yeah. amazing. Yeah, and the city, it's about a, I think a, mile, a little over a mile from Broadway, the downtown part. So, yeah, yeah, just just you're, you're gonna have fun. Nobody goes to Nashville and not have fun, unless you hate country music. Yeah, unless unless you don't like drinking, partying, all that stuff. Sounds so, terrible. Yeah. Top five, definitely a top five, especially right. on the international league list. Oh, right, came in number seven on the stadium journey list. At number six is this to me is our biggest Homer review of, of the bunch. Um, one of my least favorite ballparks in the circuit. I know, Dave, you do not share my opinion, what? but I'm talking about Buffalo. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, <sighs> yeah, no, I, I mean, Buffalo is. Buffalo is all that we're talking about here, about how great the International League is. And, hey, it's, it's in my bottom third for sure. Uh, but it's only in the bottom third in that you're comparing it to other things. And it's not like there's this big, huge gap. So, you know, Buffalo being like the oldest on this list, uh, being built with something totally else, you know, Otherwise, in mind, it was built for Major League Baseball. Yep. It's, uh, again, I it's don't a, see how a Major League crowd could have fit on that tiny concourse. Well, <laughs> well it, it was built, yeah. It was like sh the old Charlotte ballpark they were going to renovate. Again, it's, it's a minor league ballpark in a Major League city, and it fits. Um, so our review probably, you know, it's going to give it props for – the neighborhood, which is good. Yep. The, getting to it is pretty easy. Actually, yep. you know, if you say, if you're saying, is there a spot where it's got a high neighborhood, high access? It's, it, it could very well be Buffalo. It's, it's easy to get to, and it's right downtown, but right at the highway. You feel like you're going to drive into the outfield when you're getting off that hotel, <laughs> that, that highway road. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, great promotions. I mean, I won't bore everyone with my my love of star Wars night at, at <laughs> Buffalo again. Uh, but yeah, it's, I, I, I think I I'm with you. I think it's probably too high. Uh, sometimes you look at the metrics and you go, well, yeah, I guess. Yep. Um, but it's, it's a place I, uh, that I really like. And again, it, like I said, it's, it's the epitome of what we're talking about with the international league. Like this is one of the worst stadiums, but it's really, it, it's a great place to go. Yeah, it's been 20-some years since I've been there, and uh, <laughs> probably not the person to be talking about it right now. But, yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it was built downtown. It was built with a design that I think Camden kind of took some notes on. So it definitely is a trendsetter, and it, it continues to thrive. People love going to a Bison's game, and uh, best of luck to them. Yeah, and when, yeah as you, you all were saying, they built it with major league expansion in mind. They were yeah. going to plop another deck on top of it and expand it up to like a 35,000 seat stadium. So it is bigger. I think it's the biggest ballpark in the international league. I by think a long right. shot. Um, you know, the food screams Buffalo. You can get a, a beef on whack there. Uh, they got the chicken wing races. Uh, 
it really does scream Buffalo. There's some great places to go after the game, get some food. Pearl Street is one of your favorites, Dave, and one of mine. Absolutely. Also. So, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I say I don't like it, but yeah, I don't like it when you compare it to some of the other ones on this list. Mm. So, yeah, geez, what what a, what a collection of ballparks these twenty ballparks are. So now we're going to the top five, boys. And in at number five, Charlotte Knights, owners of the best view, best downtown view oh, yeah. in all of minor league baseball. Yeah. No, and I, I finally got to go there last year, and it was worth the wait. Beautiful ballpark. A lot going on there. They have one of the better souvenir shops, team shops. I mean, anything you can think of, they sell there. Uh, well, maybe not as nice as Durham, but a close a, a second, I would say, probably after Durham. Yeah, those views are amazing. They're amazing during the day. They're amazing at night. I thought the tickets were affordable. It was five bucks to park in the deck next to the stadium, which is unheard of for a major league city for a AAA ballpark. Uh, Yeah, I I didn't think there was anything to do after the game, but then again, it was during COVID. So maybe... I agree with you. The neighborhood is underwhelming there. Yeah, it's underwhelming. There was a couple uh, homeless people arguing about how the team didn't hit more home runs. They, they, they thought they, they should have hit more home runs than they did. So that was a little interesting as I'm walking back to my car. So, uh, yeah, the neighborhood. You're right. The neighborhood could be better. In fact, I've told people I've been to Charlotte, I think, on three occasions to see sporting events. I, I couldn't tell you what to do in Charlotte, like where to go, what neighborhoods, just because I, I never did anything there. And I really tried. I tried hard to do something in Charlotte this past year. And for being like a major city, not just, you know, a fly-by-night town. It's, it's yeah, I, I, it was underwhelming. But the ballpark is uh, definitely a must-see. And this made my top five as well. I, I it, did find – oh, go ahead, Dave. Sorry, I, I just have a quick interjection because uh, I don't really remember a ton about this place. I remember wondering how they squeezed this in. Right in a very developed downtown already, mm-hmm. um, but is it is there a better like is there a bigger jump that than the Charlotte Knights made from oh. moving from where <laughs> yeah. were they Fort Rock Mill, Hill, South, South Fort Carolina, Mill, South Carolina, yeah, Fort Which, to, what a to terrible downtown. ballpark that was. Well, not terrible. That was another big plain ballpark. Yeah, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it was in South Carolina. Yeah. Oh, by the amusement park. I did was able to find the last time I went. <laughs> Fort Mill, South Carolina. Yeah. Um, I went to a, I found this uh, bar on the other side of the park. You know, if you go in on the outfield entrance, there's a big park there. On the other side, there's a couple of bars and restaurants. And I found a decent one over there. So, but there's not a ton to, to uh, keep you in the neighborhood afterwards. I had actually been to the site of the, you're asking how it got squeezed in, Dave. I had actually been to that site in 2010 before the ballpark was even considered. It was just a big open lot that the Carolina Panthers used for their pregame stuff. Oh, yeah, before, it's nearby. Because it's only a block away from the football stadium. There's a bunch of buildings. The other side is the football stadium. And the other side of the football stadium is the highway. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it was just a big empty lot. And we came back, I don't know when we did, 20. 15, if Pam was here, she could tell me what year, what day, and everything, what the weather was, and what I had for dinner. Uh, I think it was 2015, 2016, we went to the ballpark, and 
It's like, wow, what a change in just these few years. Yeah, that viewpoint from the third base side, it's just breathtaking. You end up missing the game for a little bit. The porch in right field is a pretty cool place to catch the game. You feel like you're right on top of the action. It's got that double-decker yeah. out in right field. Yep. So, yeah, one of – it is actually my favorite ballpark in the league. So Okay. Fit, fitting that it's in the, the top five. Yeah. All right. No, and, and I can see that. I If you told me Charlotte was your favorite – I would say, okay, good choice. I wouldn't agree with you, but I, I would, I would, I would understand. That's why oh, ice yeah. cream comes in all those delicious flavors. Yes, no, it's a fun place. It's, different. it's, and and like I said, the pricing is something big too because, you know, Indy. I think parking for the stadium now is getting to be close to ten bucks, if not ten. And, Worcester uh, is twenty. Yeah. Oh, what what am I complaining about? <laughs> it's like when I was complaining about the bridge to Louisville being four bucks, all my friends in Jersey, you know how much I have to pay to go into the city? So, what is that now? Jeez, 12, 15? 12 bucks, depending on when you go, whether you have an easy pass for New York or New Jersey. It's, <laughs> you, don't know, you don't know what you're paying. All right, so continuing in the price. top five, at number four, Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. Iron Pigs, Iron Pigs, yes. Nice Good ballpark, times. fun ballpark. Another one with no neighborhood around it, though. No. This was a this was it. an interesting one for us. Uh, it was we had done the uh, New York trip, and part of our New York trip was getting out of New York, and we went to the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. And this is when uh, I think my wife was discovering that I was a little bit abnormal um, because she kept she kept saying, "We're going where? We're going to see who." <laughs> the Lehigh Valley God, Iron Pigs. <laughs> uh, but then, you know, I, I guess I'm only here because the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs came through. Uh, if it would have been a disaster, that would have probably been it. Um, but no, it was, we had a great, great time there. They had great food there. Uh, probably the first, probably the first minor league park that, I, I struggled to get tickets where it wasn't, you know, I could basically pick any seat wherever I wanted. When we went, it was full. So that was, that was different. Uh, but yeah, no, we had a blast. We had a blast out there. And, you know, we were, uh, I think we stayed in Newark at that time. And so driving out there was no big deal. It was a couple hours. There's an outlet yeah. mall on the way, played that one smooth. And, uh, and we enjoyed the Iron Pigs. Yeah, I like the ballpark. I it's it's a ballpark that a lot of people say is their favorite. I don't think it's one of my top fives, but uh, it was one of the first ballparks that I saw that was catering to social areas. It had standing room only spots with benches. Yep. It was catering to like the the single guy, single girl to come out here and have some fun with your friends. I thought that was that stood out to me during uh, my my first visit there. Beautiful, beautiful, spacious area. You know the Lehigh Valley. It's in Allentown, PA, which is part of the Lehigh Valley, and, and they needed a ballpark there eons ago. Uh, there were some attempts earlier, so yeah, it's uh, it, it's a place where it's the thing to do in town. They're affiliated with the Phillies, so fans would tell me, "Hey, I'd rather stay here and pay this much than." drive down to Philly for an hour and a half and then pay, pay for that. So 
it does what it needs to do. They are creative with their promotions, their jerseys, their ideas, their marketing. So it's also a, a fun team to have in your backyard. You know, I get a little bit jealous with some of the, the stuff they do because it's like, yeah, I want to go out there and see it. And if you happen to be in the Lehigh Valley and you are there before the game or after, check out Yako's Hot Dogs, the best hot dogs, one of my favorites in the country. Well, Yako's. I, I uh, would be remiss if I didn't point out that I am wearing my Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs cap today. Yes. Is that uh <laughs> not really? No, it's this uh... is the Ottawa Lynx. Yes. Which yes, there you go. in a previous which were ah. the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs in a previous life. Yes. Yeah, we, it seems like we decided all to throw it back a little bit here. Yeah. Um yeah, Lehigh Valley, the merchandising that they have done with that squad. Um what one of us on this show referred to it as the thirty they consider it the thirty first major league team in terms of merchandise. With okay. all the stuff they do with the bacon and the yeah, things. yeah, they have a great store as well. Yeah, and the the different seating areas are fantastic. I I've been there three or four times and always sat in a different part of the ballpark, and it's a unique experience no matter where you sit. Did they not kick off the kooky names? I mean, I the believe. mud hens were a little bit weird, but like the iron pigs, it's like, yeah, the iron pigs. What the heck? And they then they have. I think the iron was the iron pigs the first one to brand themselves as bacon, and then everybody else started branding. Themselves yeah, it was food. it was either them or Fresno. I, I was listening to uh, Paul Caputo, Baseball by Design, and he had this conversation with somebody from Lehigh, and yeah, I, I do think Lehigh worthy were the ones who started all this nonsense, this silliness, this fun at the ballpark. The fun designed to separate us from our hard earned cash and our wallet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What else did and I? And it works. Really it works. Yeah. There's there's people that buy hats, never step foot in the ballpark. <laughs> give me your give me your hat. Here's my money. <laughs> All right, so that's number four. So if you've been keeping score, you know which three ballparks are left. Uh, let's uh, see. So coming to number three, number three, the Columbus Clippers. Oh yeah, just just got just went there last week. Yeah, we and this that's the the score in the these rankings are reflective of your review, Mark. Okay. Oh yeah, move. that's right. That's right. It's up already. <laughs> I have a no, I have a real soft spot for the Columbus Clippers because on July 30th, 2014, I along with my children and my wife saw Tyler Cloyd three throw nine innings of no-hit baseball. So, yeah, going uh, going there and my kids were kind of like, "Well, can we go?" It was like the end of our trip. Uh, we were home the next day. It's thirteen nothing. Can't we go? I'm like, no. no! <laughs> it's a no hitter. This game's so boring. Nothing's happening, Dad. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, no. Yeah, Columbus. I had not been there quite some time, and I'm glad I went back because I was like, wow, this is a fun place. I, I, it doesn't wrap around. The stadium does not oh. wrap around because it it comes up to Nationwide Street, so you have to exit. And scan your ticket back in. That that's very very different in today's AAA ballparks. And then uh, on the outside of the street, you can look in, kind of like in Hartford. You can look in through some screens at the game. You have people just lined up there. And, and when my video is ready to post, you'll see all the people just lining up and watching. Uh, great they can't see inside from Hartford. Yeah. Oh, they can't see. I thought they can see no. through the. Oh, okay. Well, then, never mind. Anyway, maybe one spot. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. There, there's yeah. There's one spot I thought you can look. Maybe uh, 
Maybe you can. So anyway, uh, one thing I like, one thing I noticed about Columbus is that it has this like nice little open air concourse. Uh, it's just this very this different brick, design. Yeah. yeah, brick, and they have these uh, these little fun facts about pitching and, and speed and batting, uh, which I think has been part of that stadium from the get go. Uh, there's a the outfield area is a reminds me of a little downtown park with trees and benches and, and grass areas to sit on. Uh, they have a double deck uh, rooftop views, which I did not go in. Unfortunately, I was, you know, just was so busy that day going to all these different venues in Columbus. Uh, some great spots for beer, nice selection of food, tons of merchandise. They also honor their history quite well. Uh, you know, if you go inside there into the gift shop, there's all the banners of all the teams that have played in Columbus. Uh, just a fun, great, magnificent ballpark in some ways. I sort of liked it a little bit better than Indianapolis. I hate to say that, but it it shot up my my list of uh, of great ballparks. And uh, parking, I think, was four bucks uh, in one spot behind. I think because center field doesn't center field is sort of the main entrance. Off the, off the main drag. So I think there's parking spot for four. And then once the Columbus crew start playing, it goes up to 25. So yeah, what one of my favorites, it probably ranks number three. I would say this would be number three for me because uh, I know the next two that are coming up and those would be one and two. Yeah, fun, fun place to be. Great little neighborhood. You can see baseball, soccer, and not even have to move your car. That's just how convenient it is. So it and- makes for a nice little trip. And stop at a couple nice restaurants while you're there. Yes, and hockey. If there's a hockey game going on, you could do that too. If I don't know if that ever works out, but I, I had it at three as well. Okay. Yeah. No, it's it's a great place, and I need to go back more often. For our family, this is a very divisive ballpark. I love it. Pam hates it. Really? Why does she hate it? Because it because it's different. And <laughs> we were also the the day we went there. We've only been there once. Uh, she loves the hockey arena, by the way, but she just didn't like the baseball park. We were there, and there was a t- tornado warning. Mm-hmm. So it actually felt like we were going to get blown out of the ballpark that day. <laughs> Welcome um, to the Midwest. You, you've you got those seats up on top, the roofs there. The, you got that big gift shop, and then there's a seating section up on top of it. Yeah. You've got, like you said, the double deck in right field where you can leave and yeah. kind of like do the knot hole gang. Yeah, but the concession stands is what I really remember about that ballpark, the open concession stands where you can still – watch the game while you're in line yes such a i don't i can't think of another ballpark that does that they're like set up like islands almost yes yeah you're yet you don't even think about that you're absolutely right so it's not like the uh, stadium with an open concourse where you just happen to be there and you can still see these are because it's not an open concourse design but where the concession stands are it opens up and the the stand itself is an island and while you're Mm -hmm. in line you, you can be online on either side of the island and still watch the and game. still see the game, yeah. Whereas your back's not turned like maybe at Indianapolis or Louisville, yeah, or St. Paul. All right, so that's Columbus number three. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Like the the downside would be it doesn't have the three sixty concourse, but hey, yeah. If that's the only flaw in a ballpark design, hey, they can't all be the same. Then we'd all no, no, and and very cheap tickets. I think eight nine bucks for adults, which is insane in AAA these days. Yeah, uh, you know, a lot of places are going up over ten bucks now. We were talking about underrated downtown areas, Columbus too. Great city to visit. Yeah. If you're a foodie like I am, some good stuff, man. You can go down to Schmidt's and stuff your face or Which I've not been yet to. Ah! 
the autobahn yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah oh all right so let's move on before i start getting hungry here all right at number two the durham bulls durham athletic durham bulls <laughs> athletic park comes in at number two with a fan fair score of 4.57 out of five Broccoli this is seven. my this is my favorite this is yeah. uh this is my number one uh if you if you like the movie, then you're you're all in. Uh, it's you know one of the first. I mean, I guess from the stadium journey perspective, it was one of the first places that I got into the press box, uh, and they were and they were super great people in there. Um, the uh, the beat writer was telling me stories about him and Dave Van Horn. Uh, who was the the TV guy from the Expos and, and you know going down St. Catherine Street in Montreal at the bars and whatnot? Uh, there's just a lot. There, this this place introduced me to a lot of concepts. Uh, the finding the bricks, like go find the Crash Davis, you know, doubles leader brick somewhere. Um, you know the blue monster, which maybe Paul thinks is is steelage. Uh, the big bull with the you know that that that's with the smoky nose and the and the grass and all that. Uh, Tobacco Road was mm. probably the first restaurant like that looked right into the ballpark that I had really been at um, outside of outside of what was at Rogers Center. Uh, just a really nice design. Uh, it felt, it felt big. It felt important to be there. It, uh, you know, just, just a fantastic, fantastic place. Yeah. Durham, uh, I used to always say St. Paul was number one and I went to Durham last year for the second time. And I was like, wow, it's maybe number one. Now it is an awesome place. This place always felt more more than a triple-A ballpark. It uh, it felt like Major League style. I didn't say it, it – I'm not going to say it's Major League, but it felt a little bit bigger, more prestigious uh, than being a triple-A ballpark. A uh, lot of great places to sit. It, it has a different kind of funky little design. Great pizza. They have their own brewery there. Great, yeah, that that's, pizza size was amazing that I had there. They bring food trucks out of the outfield. The, the Snort and Bull uh, is, is another iconic feature. In AAA ballpark, uh, they have a, just a fun downtown environment. The, the old tobacco factory behind is a cool place to hang out before or after the game. And you're right, the Durham Bulls. I mean, one of the most uh, popular major league, I mean, minor league baseball teams in the country. Uh, one of the best, if not the best, uh, better uh, souvenir shops. This is, uh, if you're not having fun at a Durham Bulls game, then, then you're you know, you're not a baseball fan. You must be in a bad mood. Uh, I have, I love this place. This is, was very giddy going to the game last year. I, I could have went to a new ballpark to see a game. And I said, nope, want to do Durham because I need to go back. It's been too long. And it was, it was worth the visit. And you have a really good chance of seeing a really good team because I, I don't even think it's arguable that the Rays have the best <laughs> minor league system period they always seem to be you know bringing up guys out of nowhere so, and and they all they come through durham so yeah and if you're a fan of the movie 
Bull Durham, the old ballpark that they filmed the movie at, is just a couple miles up the street. And that's when you're in town, that's always worth stopping by. Gives you the old nostalgic feelings. Yeah, I can't. There's not much I can add to what you guys both said. Fantastic ballpark, one of the best in the league. Obviously, it landed at number two on our list. So, for those of you who keep the score at home, you know which team is left. Brand new to the International League. We're talking about the site of the 2022 Stadium Journey Convention, the St. Paul Saints. Ballpark, I'm looking forward to going to. I have not been there yet. Oh, you haven't been there yet. I'm no, with you. I am. Oh, I'm TBA, TBD. <laughs> <laughs> no, St. Paul, I love this ballpark, and uh, it, it, it's up there. It's number one or two. It depends how I'm feeling. Such, uh, of course, I was there when there were the uh, American Association clubs. So it's, uh, I'm sure the the fun is still there and things are still the same. Uh, just everything, you know, just the design, it looks different. The neighborhood, set, uh, it blends into the neighborhood. Local food, you know, we talk about connecting the neighborhood. Uh, um it's a green ballpark. They collect rainwater to generate the flushes in the bathroom. They, the electricity. They uh, they also uh, encourage people to recycle their waste in certain spots. I mean, the fun promotions, the cheap tickets. I was there. I think right before July Fourth, they had everybody come out to the field for a food truck night. I mean, it was unheard of. It was like the anti disco demolition. You know they. They have these wacky characters that entertain fans throughout the game that are, I think, have a background in theater. You know, it's just a different type of uh, environment there. You know, pregame concerts, you know, somebody playing the guitar and, and the trombone, uh, parade-style music. It's, uh, it, yeah, it's it's truly, uh, if I tell people to see a Saints game or a Twins game, I may tell them to go see a Saints game. That's how much I like this ballpark. And... Easy to get to by car, easy to get to by mass transit. We talk about downtown ballparks that have great access. You're right off the interstate because you can see it beyond the outfield walls. So this might be a place that hits the high marks for a neighborhood ballpark. And if it was up to me, when I review this, it would have got a perfect score. That's how much this ballpark uh, is amazing, a perfect score. And, and I think it's, it's probably one of the perfect ballparks out there. You guys are going to love it. Trust can't me. wait, can't wait. July thirtieth <laughs> is our plan to be in be in the Twin Cities once again. Can't wait. So there is our rundown of the twenty international league ballparks. Uh, if you agree with us, disagree, you know, comment on the uh, comment below the videos on our YouTube page. Go to or follow us on state social media. He tried to say, and uh, you know, leave your comments there. Comment on our website, stadiumjourney.com. It's easy all for you reviews, to say. All the reviews are there, yeah. And I am a professional at this. Not at <laughs> podcasting, but talking. So that's where we're going to wrap it up tonight. Thanks for sticking with us through the entire countdown of 20. Always takes us a while. These are always fun to do. I enjoy doing these. Uh, so, Dave, where can our listeners follow you after the podcast? Uh, Twitter and Instagram, at Profan9. Uh, significant dates in life. So February 29th, 2020, uh, which I whined about for about two years because that was the last time I had been to a game. Uh, I went and saw the Rochester Nighthawks. 
Well, it's still the last time that I crossed the border to see a game in the States. And that's going to change. That's so time. May 21st, 22nd weekend, which is long weekend up here. So my son and I are heading down to get some Cincinnati chili and to see FC Cincinnati, nice. which is a new home for us. We have not yet seen it. You'll have fun. Uh, then on the way back, we're going to stop in Cleveland because, you know, I, I'd say that I saw the Cleveland Indians, but I don't count the Cleveland Guardians. So we're going to stop and see the Cleveland Guardians at Progressive Field. And then uh, a little bit of research really, really helped me out with this. Um, on the way home from Cleveland, we will go through Erie, Pennsylvania. And in Erie, Pennsylvania, they have a Primanti Brothers. So this is going to be like the, the <laughs> super nostalgic trip or whatever. We'll probably hit some Skyline Chili in Cincinnati. We might eat at the Winking Lizard in Cleveland and then hit up Primanti Brothers before crossing the border home. So and then I'm get an info so shot pumped. when you get home. You should go to Jungle Gyms in Cincinnati if you can, the original location, if you have time. We'll have to see. Yeah. But you can follow that at ProFan9. Dan, how about yourself? Where can our listeners follow you online? DanLaw83. DanLaw83. Sixers must not be doing well. <laughs> what gave you, whatever gave you that idea? That look on your face. It's the same one when I just checked the Bruins score. So, uh-huh. That's what I'm watching that to feel better. <laughs> and hey, a big, big congratulations again to Mrs. DanLaw83. Is she changing her... Uh, <laughs> Her Twitter handle to Mrs. She's, she's taking your Twitter or... handle. Let's see the <laughs> ring. <laughs> no, no, that's not that's not happening. That's not happening. Where, uh, Mark, where's yours? Uh, I have a little bit of uh, some kind of a nickel infection here, so I uh, took it off to heal. So that was pretty good. Where's your yeah. ring? As he's not wearing one. Yeah, no, they were. Not. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling somebody would say that. Oh, Mark, where can all listeners follow your stadium journeys? Uh, you can go on YouTube, uh, go to Ballpark Hunter, subscribe. I have some great new videos coming up, uh, including ones from uh, Columbus, the Columbus Clippers and Ohio State Baseball. Those should be up pretty soon, if not uh, next week. So stay tuned for that. And you can see why I think Columbus is one of the best ballparks in the International League. If not, follow me on Twitter at Ballpark Hunter, Instagram, and uh What's that thing called? TikTok. Yeah, I, I'm doing some TikTok videos. Nothing creative like you see the uh, the hot trendsetters are doing, but I'm learning. So Mar- stick Mark's going to be like that mayhem, that Allstate mayhem commercial doing the yeah. dance and the guy crashes the car looking at him like, what the hell? I tell you, it's, you know, <laughs> it's weird when you're getting feedback from TikTok. Oh, yeah, I like your videos. So, you know, we'll see where it goes. You got any travels coming up, Mark? Uh, you know, I just did three venues in one day, so I'm going to take a, a little break. Uh, I'll probably go somewhere. I can't think of a place right now. I know nothing too exciting. There's a, a Catholic high school that has a very large high school baseball field. I'm going to go there next Monday to see what that's all about. And I did talk to a commissioner from one of the uh, collegiate baseball leagues. I said, hey, there's a ballpark you want to check out. So I gave him the information, and <laughs> he seemed excited about it. So who knows? 
if I'll get a finder's feed if anything works out. But yeah, I'm just yeah, summer's coming up for me. I have two more weeks of school, and after that, uh, I head to Texas June 10th to the 17th. So I have some places to visit there, and uh, you know who knows? Maybe I'll take a, a day trip somewhere, uh, check out a ballpark that I haven't been to in a while. You know, like Louisville, which yeah, that that'll be on my my docket sometime soon. All right, and our listeners can follow all that at Ballpark Hunter. And my stadium journeys, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I am not on TikTok. Uh, I'm at Puckman. Nah, you won't find me dancing. Well, you know what? You might get a lot of good, goofy hits watching me dance. Uh, or blow my knee trying to dance. Uh, you can follow me at Puckman RI. Uh, trips coming up. Like you, Mark, I did three trips this weekend. Uh, did Fenway Park, did Gillette Stadium, and uh, did Dartmouth Baseball. So it's time for a rest, but you know what? Really, there is no rest for us. Uh, it's ballpark addicts, as Davis called us. Um, what do I got planned in the next couple of weeks? I think I got a couple of trips up to Polar Park, including next weekend. We're really excited. We've got the granddaughter staying over this weekend, and we're going to take her up to her first Woo Sox game. So that's going to be fun. And I also, we're not sure about this weekend because uh, my plans got changed, but I think we are still going to hit up the uh, first game for the Connecticut Sun uh, this Saturday at the Mohegan Sun Arena. So, like I said, you can follow me at Puckman RI. And if you like what you watched here, you can find all of our stadium reviews, news items, and other feature stories on our website, stadiumjourney.com. Connect with us on our social media channels. You can find us at Stadium Journey. Audio versions of the Stadium Journey podcast can be found. Just search HIAC Talk Radio Network wherever you look for your favorite podcast. Video simulcasts can be found on Stadium Journey's YouTube page, and our classic back catalog can still be found at vocnation.com. And we stream live every other Tuesday night at 7 Eastern at danlaw.tv. Thanks to everyone who joined us tonight and stuck through us, stuck through with us till the end. We appreciate you very much. And in two weeks, we'll be back. That'll put us at May 24th. For those of you who watch it, who are watching this at a later date, we will be joined by Tim Capper. Dave, is that right? All right, Tim Capper will be joining us. We're going to be discussing the question that's on everybody's mind these days. And that is, can any other football league <laughs> besides the NFL possibly survive? I had a good discussion about this with some random person on Twitter. Um, again, thanks everyone for your support. Time for us to sign off. Dan's got a honeymoon to go to. For Dan, for Mark, and for Dave, this is Paul wishing you all safe journeys and close games. Hope to see you on the road real soon. Be safe out there.